Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lowell's. We have a facelift. We have a new logo. We have new background graphics, all compliments of creative NFT. Paul, my buddy, he reached out to me. He heard us on the show the other week saying we wanted to uh, to update things, and he came up big. Brian, how are you feeling about our new digs? Cool. Thanks, Paul. I didn't know someone was working on that. I just followed him on Twitter. Yeah. So Everyone check him out. Uh, creative NFT on Twitter. I have his link um, to his Twitter down below in the show notes. And we also got some of these logos up on shirts because part of the impetus for this was we had been promising some Lowell's merch because Brian and I just can't always wear Vegas Dave. <laughs> I think we need some actual Lowell's merch here. So that is down there as well. I know some people were grabbing stuff today. Brian, I believe you uh, got a bunch of stuff. I got everything but the, but the tank. Okay. Hey, Peter, could you share the stream for my channel? God damn it. This is what happens when I'm right. I didn't want to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. I'm sorry. It's all right. All right. You yeah, should be good now. I got everything but the uh, the tank. Can't do it. Can't do the tank. <laughs> no suds out, guns out for you? No <laughs> suds out, guns out for me. The flat brim hat for a bit is uh, as far as I'm going. Yeah, the rent seekers are just here for the DFS information in the Top Shot Alpha. They want nothing to do with buying shirts or giving back. They are just rent seekers here. Lowell's rent seekers. Do those exist, Brian? Um, no, they no. do not. No, because the the market uh, balances everything out here. Uh, yeah, we we are going to talk some Top Shot tonight. We had some requests to talk MMA DFS. While we're doing the housekeeping things, I should also mention part of all of our Lowell's facelift here is I added a Lowell's channel in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. The link to get into that is down in the show notes as well. Nice to have people uh, chatting with us in there. And of course, we have the new Brian emoji here. <laughs> um, and uh, Brian emoji is uh, is very good. And uh, I hope you guys use it. Um, OA, uh, very much disagree with you on that one, but thank you for your your uh, your positive feedback. Um, you can work on branding your own shows how you see fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, join us in the discords for lots of good uh, fun in there. And Brian, you got some of, we kind of had a marriage. You brought over some of the guys from your discord. We're having a total party. Yeah, that makes sense to me, right? Like, the Lulz channel is probably better in, in your Discord than mine's more like for my app or eventually when it comes out or just specifically DFS gambling questions or something like that. 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, all that good stuff, getting uh, getting ready for a, a big lull summer here. And uh, yeah, so you saw uh, Mike, MBL's thread, you know, one of my uh, club top shot co-hosts. His thread went viral on top shot. I can pull it up here in a second, talking about rent seekers and some of the issues he sees right now with how Dapper is kind of manipulating or not manipulating uh, the market. And it seemed like you had a little back and forth with him and some additional thoughts that you wanted to uh, expand upon. It's hard to be serious with this hat on. Um, yeah, the shirt, the shirt I could be serious. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? It's because like, I will say like this logo is like fine. You know, this looks like when someone makes like a shirt for a family reunion and they like put like, yeah, ten-year reunion and like this italic right. font on the back. Like, right. The yeah. Like. Like. Yeah. Like Big Dave. You know. <laughs> yeah. your, your softball names. You know. Yeah. It, it does seem like Brian never takes that hat off. He anymore. told me to put it on. I was even wearing. It <laughs> now, once once Blender put it on your uh, the thumbnail yeah. there, it, it beca- it's now part of you. I didn't even. I didn't know he was gonna do that. I'm like, son of a b. He got you. He asked me to put it on too. Everyone's um, just playing you like a prop. What were we just talking about? MBL's yeah. rent seeking threat. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I'm not trying to start shit. I do not want any drama. I do not. I don't care really. You anyways, I, I don't want to insult the guy. I'm not insulting the guy. So just for the record. Um, But that was the dumbest thing I've ever read. No, no, I'm kidding. Um. I almost didn't even bother commenting on it, but like rent seeking, rent seeking, like uh, it kind of like was like a thorn in my side. I'm like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna use rent seeking, huh? Because that's like I don't know, just something I'm in. <laughs> <Trellis-seeking>. <sighs> Those aren't windows, bro. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, go because I think <laughs> there was were some jokes from people too about like, oh, I just googled what rent seeker uh means and it is like a very fun phrase to say but it sounds like you might have more of a semantic um you know well no i don't it's not semantics i think it's definitional it's yeah the definition is which which he's not contradicting by the way but the definition is um uh you know uh achieving what wealth or whatever through manipulating the government this is how like everyone uses it like ricardo started it the you know the 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 communists from like the 1800s or whatever and this is just it's popular in libertarian circles like everyone or uh, any economist it's it's an economic term or maybe like a public choice theory term or something like that but mainly economics it's like a very specific thing and if you take the manipulation part out of it it's meaningless it's just people just don't know that word or how it uses or or um how it's supposed to be used. It's not very popular, but like, let's say you did it with like extortion. So extortion is like uh, acquiring money, generally money from someone through the use of force or threats. Well, if you take force and threats out of there, right. Extortion mm-hmm. would be really stupid to use because yeah. we all know what extortion means. Yeah. So if you're not using force, force and threats and you voluntary exchange with somebody and you look at that extortionist, you're going to look like an idiot. And so like everyone's, st- and then I kind of picked steam and like I saw in your, 
Discord, people were using rent seeking, and it was on Twitter. People are using rent calling these people rent seeking. I'm like, you people look, you look foolish. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to, to insult anyone, but you look, you you look ignorant. Like it, it literally is like saying extortion, but without the threat of force or coercion. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, because part of the definition is, uh, you know, achieving wealth without. Uh, providing anything of value or whatever is in there. It's all based off of this old economic theory of using the, the government. It's crony capitalism. So, so like, so what term would you, would, do you think would be better to categorize the kind of people he's trying to describe? Well, and so again, like I'm not, I'm not trying to start anything. He says in there, he like, this is my definition of rent seeking. Yeah. And so that's fine. Like that's his definition of rent seeking in this specific example. But like I said, like if it was just as popular as extortion, like it, it would just be like a ridiculous choice to call somebody rent seekers. Like it might mm -hmm. get popular in the, the top shot community or whatever. So, all right, fine. Then that's what the term is going to be. Whatever. I don't care, but it has a specific meaning. Now the rest of it, the rest of his ideas, do you want to like describe? So let's just, let's just grant that this rent seeking the way he describes it is, is happening. Mm -hmm. What's the rest of his thesis. Do you want to like, cause I, I want, you know, to give the charitable representation of his argument. Yeah. I don't even know if I, if I fully uh, understand it. So I don't know if I should be like the one. So I think you should expand on, on what you think. What, what I got out of it. And if I'm, if I'm wrong, my mistake was um, that because the pack prices are so cheap in comparison to what the market was, that these people were uh, just coming in, buying, flipping, getting free money, taking that out of the ecosystem and going home. Yes. And that was dropping the price of the market. Right. And so they're stealing essentially or – not necessarily stealing. So he wasn't going that far, but that's where he's calling that behavior rent seeking. Yeah. And there's, there's no manipulation going on there. They're not, they would have to. They're playing within the rules of the game. They're playing within the rules of the game. So it's not rent seeking. It's not extortion. You can't just make up definitions. You know, I mean, you can, of course, and maybe they can get popular, but in the, in the field of ec economics, that is not anything near rent seeking. Now, leaving that aside is what he's saying. And I watched your guys' show. You talked about it for like 15 minutes or so. Um, is you guys you guys granted what he said as this is what's happening? And his solution, it seemed like, was you have to somehow get the pack value to neutral to minus EV, slightly minus EV. To disincentivize to those disincentivize type of behaviors. Behavior. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think that's completely wrong. So first of all, like in the examples I gave online, <clears throat> just pick something popular or something established. And I use Tesla or Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And so like if they raffled off 100 Teslas mm -hmm. for $10,000 a pop, how much would the person sell the Tesla for, right? Whatever the going rate is, maybe a couple bucks off. Mm -hmm. would, would that affect the price of Tesla's worldwide? No. If someone had uh, bitcoins and they decided to sell them for five grand instead mm -hmm. of 55, would that he's, they're just giving money away, mm -hmm. but the demands there, it's a demand issue. 
Right. And I think demand is especially germane because the entire infrastructure of Top Shot as a collectible is driven by scarcity. Right. Oh, and I wanted to preface this. This is, we're leaving Dapper out of this completely right now. For like, act like minting doesn't exist. Okay. And there's no bots. Forget about that stuff. We're just talking like simple economics here. Okay. Hit, you know, so whatever the market, the demand is, is what it would be. There just wasn't demand there. And here, and here's another thing too, is the seller's mindset is irrelevant. Like, what do you care if the guy's just come, doesn't believe that NFTs are worth anything, doesn't want to be a true collector, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't mean anything. Why do you care? Like, if you want the Tesla, why do you care that the guy hates Elon Musk and he's willing to sell it for less than what it's really worth? Right. In the same way that when I look at stock traders or even crypto traders, like they don't have to believe in the fundamentals of every coin or thing. A lot of them are just looking at technical analysis and trying to buy low and sell higher to make a living. That's a pretty standardized way to profit in markets. Right. Everyone's just acting in their rational self-interest here. Mm -hmm. And they all like just like value subjective. They have different reasons for this. And you kind of said that you pushed back a little bit on your show where you're like, well, actually I'm a speculator too. I, I'm not putting, I'm putting words in your mouth. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you're like, you know, I'm not necessarily holding for 50 years or something like that. Yeah. If, if I'm misrepresenting you, correct me. But so like everyone has their different levels too. Like, you know, we're not even sure what we're doing with our stuff. You know, like we haven't really, even, we've, we've bantied around a few ideas, but like, we're not entirely sure either. And we're kind of like top shot truthers, right? Yeah, but it's irrelevant to the buyer. Who cares mm. what he he th he just thinks the the product is worth more than the dollars in his pocket for whatever mm -hmm. reason, mm -hmm. and the seller thinks your dollars are worth more than the pro the product he currently possessions possesses for whatever reason. It's irrelevant. So like motivations are irre irrelevant here. Um, and also I would like I think. Top Shots is giving away money, and this happens all the time with startups. They, you know, they, 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 um, they run as losses. You know, like DFS for overlay Uber. for for like yeah for for like like is Uber Uber still in the red? Like, do, are we? I don't even know what they're at, but like uh, DraftKings give you know was giving away money hand over fist when they started. This happened all the time. We shouldn't encourage them. To stop doing that, we should, <laughs> because if the true value is something much higher, that's fantastic. They're just giving it, you have a shot at free money, or you can, you know, buy the product at whatever the market value is. Um, Actually, just to flesh out that analogy, because I, I don't know if this is directly analogous, but take, remember the best ball DraftKings fiasco from last yeah. year? Yeah. where everyone was playing it and then they gave away all those tickets to for free and then people were coming in there was lots of auto drafts a lot of super teams were created a lot of people claiming the integrity of the contest was ruined based on all those free tickets that they gave out i, I would say that kind of a similar type of situation a little bit here's here's where the analogy kind of falls apart what, what you're doing there is because you brought DraftKings into it and then right. they gave away a whole bunch of of supply which yeah. mess with the market. So that's where you can actually talk like, like if you're looking for blame, it could be dapper and how many packs they're releasing and how quickly 
and whether they're marketing it properly and things like that. But all this is, in my opinion, and I'm sorry, I could be wrong about all this stuff. This is just price discovery, right? If you've ever seen a price discovery chart, we don't, no one knows how much this shit's worth. Whether you really believe Top Shot is the greatest thing ever or not, no one knows. You might be right in the long run, but right now we're just in the price discovery phase. A very early product, super early, like not developed. You know, it doesn't have like a standard price. Like, like for example, like, I don't know, like if, if someone's st uh, selling a stolen electronic item outside Best Buy that for cheap, that has no effect on TVs that have been around for a hundred years. You know what I mean? We know what, how much a TV is worth. Everyone knows what a TV is worth. And just because you get it for a little cheaper, it doesn't mean anything. You see what I'm saying? Like none of the, these, these have effects on the price, like kind of the way he's describing it They're And, and they're not doing anything wrong. Because if the pro if they were TVs, then they'd be selling for whatever two grand a pop. You know, if if there was like a single price for a TV, you know, it's easier to use Tesla or Bitcoin or something like that. Like they'd be there's like a wait line for Tesla, right? Like the thousands of people are waiting to get this. Mm -hmm. You would you would be an idiot to sell it for cheaper. They're give they're, if anything they're benefiting you because you have opportunity to buy this product at a cheaper price than it should be. Yeah. So I guess then my question, like I agree with that, those takes in a vacuum, but I just don't know how can you completely separate Dapper from the situation? Because if you want to use like a hyperbolic statement, let's say they do a drop with a million moments, you know, tomorrow, just like completely flooding the market with things. Maybe, and maybe it's kind of like with the Genesis stuff and they're going to put out all these one of one moments that like tank the initial cosmic moments because people are now funneling to something that's more scarce. So to what end is Dapper responsible for manipulating the market in one way or another? Um, yeah, that is, that's why I didn't want to bring Dapper into it. Just, just because to give the it's just kind of, you know, Econ 101, Henry Hazlitt's Economics in One Lesson. Great book if anyone wants to read a quick economics book. Um, once you bring Dapper in and like bots and stuff like that, yeah, that can manipulate markets. Who knows in what ways, especially if Dapper – I mean, we've talked about this offline. Peter was like, well, what if, what if they do do a five out of five and then our Cosmics tank, right? Like yeah. that – they can definitely affect it, but someone, a rent seeker, you know, in, in this term, the, the way we're, we're using it in Top Shot here, um, is the opposite of a rent seeker. They're not manipulating anybody. Mm -hmm. And if anything, if the value is there, if it's, then they're giving you money. Dapper's giving you money. These are all good things. But of course, people are buying through rational self-interest at lower prices, but yeah, if Dapper gets involved and they start dropping packs every day, they do they're not doing these limited editions anymore, right? Yeah. This I this is what I said on Blender's podcast. Uh, I think we were on the air when we were talking about, like with Tops, the, the the Tops NFTs. It's like this is the company that is notorious for printing millions of cards and ruining the baseball card industry in the 80s. And we're going to put in 70 grand into a Mike Trout NFT. Mm, I don't know. And Dapper could do the same thing. I mean, that is a risk. This is what we all know it. Yeah, yeah. I'm and and that I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with any, with all this stuff. I'm not trying to start anything, but like, it's it's like the opposite of rent seeking. It's like 
it's it is a good thing if the 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 price is less than what the actual price will be. Yeah. Yeah, and I it's, think it's just vol volatile price discovery. We are in a very early phase of a completely new industry and no one knows the fucking price and we're all guessing. Right. It, you know, but to shooter's point here too, like when you use the Bitcoin example, the rules of Bitcoin are established. Like you, we know the rules, we know the the half-lives, we know how it works, how many total there will ever be. This is a moving target here. Like you said, with the centralized aspect, it adds a whole other wrinkle to the game because not only is there natural price discovery, but there's, you know, trying to guess where the goalposts are going to inevitably be. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't agree more. They could, I mean, not your, uh, not your, not your, not your key, not your coin, bro. Yeah, right? not your, yeah. Um, did I say that right? Like they actually have our, you know, all of my cards in their possession. They could just yeah. take them or delete them too. Like there's so many things, so many things they can do. But like, they're a pretty big company. They're associated with the NBA. I don't think JP Morgan Chase or whatever is going to steal my money. Actually, who knows? They might. They could. If like, gambling's bad now, take money. I bet they've taken poker players' money over the years. But so here's a question. Know. So here's a question for you. And I, I know now this is obviously bringing Dapper into it, but I'm curious through the um, economics prism. So now with these pack drops, like they're having one tomorrow, um, it's a it's a rare pack, and there are requirements for it. You know, you have to have you know, spend, I believe at least $99. You have to have either 15 moments, one rare or two rares or one legendary. What do you think that the arm of Dapper here is overreaching, trying to course correct some of that behavior in your opinion? Should it be a, a free for all save for let's, let's throw bots out of the conversation, right. but anyone who wants to, to be in the mix otherwise. Yeah. And we, first of all, I was already talking out of school. I'm not like an economics major. And I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Not financial advice. Um, but this would probably be more in your domain. I think like marketing for me, I would, I think it is bad. Like, I think we should get as much hype around it as possible. As many people interested in it as possible. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, and that's, that was what I was kind of pushing back to Mike's thread last night. And my opinion is like, not all of these behaviors are created equal. Like there, I don't think every extractor is always an extractor. I think they start to have fun on the platform. They start to think about other areas on the platform where they could maybe make money. Like you look and what I was saying is like, there's all this content of like when to buy on these challenges, you know, what things are undervalued. Like why can't this be an evolved thing? The pack is just the easy, logical thing to get in. Now it's worth more. Now I'm going to look for other opportunities within the market. Isn't that what we want? Are people getting their feet wet and then getting more involved to participate throughout the marketplace? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And if the if the price if the demand is there, then the price shouldn't have reflect a significant drop. Yeah. I mean, and another thing with Dapper too, the withdrawals, right? No one could withdraw, so they were probably sticking in the market longer. And that, that is another good point too, because who, you know, people being able to freely move their money in and out would also greatly change market dynamics. I, I think you could even argue in a positive, you know, I've heard a lot of people who are be much more willing to make purchases, move in and out of positions if they felt like they had the, you know, I don't, what's the word, like the flexibility to, to move quickly. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm, I would assume that affected the market prices as well. 
Um, but just like the overall de- idea, I mean, like a stra- I don't even like extractor. It's just buyers and sellers. Yeah. Like, you know, like when you were a kid or something and you traded like this base shitty baseball card to your neighbor or something. And you're like, I got one over on him. Like he yeah. might've been thinking, I got one over on you. You know what I mean? Like these are just you, people valuing things differently. Yeah. I, there's nothing. I don't see any, any crime here. Like it, obviously not a crime you know what i'm saying like i'm being hyperbolic but like yeah our accounts have gone down significantly it sucks yeah um i wish they would go the other way which is entirely possible too but um they're not extract i mean i guess definitely by definition they are extracting money because they're uh they're they're just taking they're um they're making they're making money from this pool of in and the other thing too is like about this is what to your point about markets deciding the true price. We have collectively as investors in Cosmics, or let's say series one base moments, we have collectively decided that those are what are valuable. That's what we think the market will ultimately view as the most valuable thing. We know we're playing a little bit of a game of chicken. We know we could be wrong. We know other dynamics could change that, but that's our thesis enough to where we felt comfortable putting in that kind of money. And I think. Uh, I, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought on this. Uh, so, I forget what I've tried to say, but the the point was uh, maybe help well, me finish here. Yeah, well, I, well, it made me think of another example. Of, yeah, maybe okay. Was with like LeBron James. Like we, uh, how much did the 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 auction go? Whatever, three hundred eighty some thousand, three hundred something. Yeah. So like, okay, let's say someone pulls a LeBron and they yeah. sell it for ten grand. Yeah, they're just stupid. Right. Like clearly we know that that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not going to drop the LeBron auction price. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like it's a little more established. A little people have a little more confidence in it. 400 grand. The, uh, the webstar says so like, you know what I'm saying? So like, okay. So like uh, a, what, a, whatever a, a Sam Merrill uh, now is less than it was a, a couple months ago, but maybe it should be. Right. It, oh, so this was the point I was trying to make. We, yeah. our investment thesis was like, this is the way to play top shot. This is the way to be in the mix because it's fun and also make a smart investment. The people that come in that just want to flip packs, they're saying, I don't actually value, you know, what you value, or I don't think that that's going to have long-term value, or maybe I don't have the money to invest in that. I know that I think there's value right now in flipping these packs. And so like, I think what you're kind of saying is like those dynamics are okay. We're placing bets on a specific part of the Top Shot ecosystem. Those guys place bets on another part. And it's like, let's let it play out and see who's going to win long term. And yet it's then the the wild card is how Dapper, you know, manipulates things or lets things unfold more naturally. I, I think, yeah, simply what's Dapper going to do? And how's this price discovery going to end up looking? Who mm-hmm. Who knows? And who knows? <laughs> I wish yeah. I wish I knew. Um, I, I mean, they seem like they're, that they're, this could be a really good company that takes off. Yeah, well, and, and they don't they don't screw the original uh, investors. But well, and that's the thing too. I, I was talking in the Discord last night with some people. Like we, uh, to me, like when I pull back here, like 
we this is the epitome of like a watch pot doesn't boil. I mean, we are literally staring at this like every single day and we're poking it and we're, you know, dissecting why everything is not going great. But when you look at just the pure fundamentals, I mean, they just came out with a $7.5 billion valuation. Every VC in America is tripping over themselves to invest in Dapper Labs. They're announcing all of these other partnerships with sports, collectibles, various brands, like everything on paper. If you just read it, you would walk away extremely extremely, extremely bullish on top shot in the larger dapper ecosystem. Um, but yet here we are in the middle of it. And I think the price for being early is dealing with these hiccups. But also for us specifically to be selfish here and MLB, the, um, or MBL, what is it? I'm sorry. Yes. MB yeah. MBL, Dyslexic sorry. MLB is, uh, um, they could still be a super profitable company and screw the original people who have cosmics and stuff. Like I said, True. they do the five, the five man Jordans, five max Jordans. And now that's the premier card. And then ours are less value. You know, there's a bunch of different ways, or maybe, you know, printing a hundred thousand cards doesn't ruin everything, but it lowers the original ones down 30% or something, but they make more money overall. Yeah. It's like, DK does the same stuff, right? Like when they they price their tournaments, they raise the the, the minimums and then make the first place 100k, even though it should probably be like 50k or less because they get more entrance that way. And it's bad for you, you know, because you have it's more volatility and you have to have a bigger bankroll and stuff like that. But they're they think they're going to draw in more customers and like it's like a cat and mouse game that they're going to have to play and we're just customers. We have no, we're not rent seekers, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, maybe the influencers are the influencers might be rent seekers. Who knows what they're getting behind the scenes. Am I right people? But, uh, <laughs> well, and the other thing too is, you know, we've been viewing things through a market lens, which you should, but like, I think it's also to interesting to view things through an NFT lens and a collectible lens. And you save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. look at some of the projects and I, you know, I've read like what a lot of the top NFT collectors say, you know, the Pranksy and the Whale Vault and like their investment thesis in these things. And the things they're looking for is scarcity. They're looking for Genesis things, the first things, and they're looking for narratives. And a lot of times that Genesis and the narrative are kind of tied together. And then they're making bets that like, hey, in five years, you're all going to circle back and realize that crypto punks have this incredibly compelling narrative and that is going to then become um valuable and i think the same thing is kind of the bet we're trying to make in top shot is like top shot's going to do a lot of this stuff but we think the genesis narrative of a cosmic moment or a series one base moment that has the debut badge you know or an incredible narrative like my vince carter you know final you know shot that those are going to withstand the test of time so there is a little bit of a granular aspect too of like where you are placing your belief of what is going to withstand the test of time. And then those people that are coming in, just flipping packs, they're not even thinking in that regard. You know, they're, they're thinking short, they're playing a different game entirely. And I think what you're saying is like, these games can play out 
simultaneously, and that's good and healthy for a market. Right. Yeah. It might not be good and healthy for us specifically. Yeah. But yeah, the like the true market price, like who knows what it is, especially now. And 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 this is just typical behavior. I mean, it it, it that 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 no one's doing anything like wrong by buying those cheaper cards or selling them for cheap or yeah. It it, it shouldn't matter if the demand is there. Yeah. The demand just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing that kind of fuels all of this, I saw someone in the chat earlier saying one of the problems is like Dapper is listening too much, that they're so reactive because, you know, they're constantly, but I scroll through my feed all the time. There's, you know, people who are mad about, you know, the restrictions, people who want more restrictions, like everyone is acting in their own self-interest, right? Like if, if you can get the pack, you're glad to shut out as many other people as possible and vice versa. If you can't get the pack, it's the dumbest thing ever. And I do feel like that's an interesting thing that they're trying to deal with is there are all these people interacting with the product in so many different ways yeah. that decisions that's going to serve the long-term collector are going to be way different for decisions that are going to serve the just like casual pack opener. They have a lot of lot more data too. So like maybe what you're saying, they could track and and check. Like you did this on your show too. You said, I think it was you, you said uh, like, well, there's guys who get in it and then they get more interested. So like, well, that was me. Not, <laughs> yeah. That was you, right? Yeah. So there's like, there's not a lot. And, and that's for sure. That's for sure. True. Like even like all of us kind of did that. The um, I look ridiculous in this fucking hat, but um, the uh, you never know like what the customer customer doesn't even know if they're going to become a long-term collector or not. So like, but they'll be able to track it. Like, okay, when we have 300,000 people, we gain this amount of users long-term and they'll be able to figure it out and dial it in, especially, you know, with this type of data that they can gather, they can gather a ton of data. So like just saying that like any, you know, the bigger market people are buying and then instantly selling might not be totally accurate. You might get a, you might get um, more like, okay, how about this? Like, some someone who's not interested in this is not is very unlikely to like go to the marketplace and then like deal and then deposit on Dapper, then buy a card as they are a nine dollar pack that everyone's telling them is worth a thousand or something. Yeah. Right? That they will get interested in. The marketplace they probably won't get interested in. If they're not even checking that marketplace out. Like who wants to lose customers? That doesn't make any sense. And and from a um, from a buyer's perspective, like why wouldn't we want Dapper to give us a shot at all the EV possible, right? And I think he would say like, well, that's because long term it hurts us more. I but I yeah. just completely disagree. That's not what's going on here. It's just buyers and selling sellers uh, uh, during an early stage price discovery. Yeah. And I think that's also an interesting point too. If we, if we talk about like none of these things is inherently, you know, bad or good, it could just be like right now, one of the killer apps, the killer, I don't know, like value add of Top Shot is the pack experience. It's a fun sweat. It's fun to open them. It's fun to know that it's worth money. It could just be as easy as like, it's a marketing challenge for Dapper. How do they make the marketplace more cool? How do they make, you know, collecting a specific set? Obviously, they have challenges. That's stuff that they're trying to do, although that still also kind of hinges upon the pack experience. But I, I, maybe if I were to think about it longer, but I think there's probably ways that you can make, 
you know, buying uh, in the marketplace and collecting a more fun, cool thing. Whereas right now, everything like I got a text from my friend DJ today too. And he's like, how do I get one of these packs? I want to get it my feet wet. I want the pack. Like, and I was telling him like, now's a really good time to buy in the marketplace. A lot of these series one moments are like around the same price as when I got in, in January, but people's mindset with top shot is packs, 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 packs. Yeah. 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 I mean, that might be something. How do they convert them over more frequently? I just, I would never get rid of a customer personally, but you know what? I don't, I don't run a, I don't run a $8 billion company. I've, I wouldn't know, you know, I wouldn't ask me, but like, uh, but I'd have the same thing. My buddy's actually, I think you, you could probably hear the dings going on in my, my background. I'm not sure how to turn it off. They're, uh, they're talking about that backdrop tomorrow and these really? guys don't, they don't give a shit. They, they got Cause I told them like, Hey, check this out. You know? Yeah. You, you, if you, even if you don't like it, you probably make a few bucks. Yeah. And it's not even guaranteed. You could get three, five shit cards. Like, yeah. Well, some of these like pretty much guaranteed. Well, yeah, and especially with these rares because there's there's so many moments in there and those legendary packs. Not only did you get the hollow, but you got the two MGLEs in there. Like, it is really hard for those packs, even just selling at low ask, not to be a, a profitable um, experience. What do you What do you think? You know, one common thing is you know raise the pack prices because are, are you a fan of that in that the market's still going to decide, right? Like that's another way the market's going to decide, Hey, X amount of people are still going to go for these. Or do you think that's a, a level of manipulation there too? If Tesla wants to give away all their cars and put them on the used car market, fine with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's essentially what it is. Like, or raffle off their cars for one tenth the price. Not all of them, obviously, but because it's not, I mean, is it all, I guess it is all the releases are in the drop, but like you have so many moments in the marketplace already. It's not like there's an established, a semi-established uh, uh, price point. Right. And the more established that price gets, the more that this stuff won't matter. Yeah. It'll just be free money for us. I I think they're they're getting uh, to the I think this concept of the rebound packs that people are talking about too are I think it's really sharp because it's just a lot of people are like uh, you know I've been trying to get packs for two weeks I haven't got one I'm about done with Top Shot and Top Shot's like here you go here you are eligible for it right. you want to spend money on a pack that probably isn't going to be worth that much money but you want to open a pack and get one here you go right. and I kind of like that idea of start raising the price for these rares. So there's not a hundred thousand people lining up yeah. and, but continue to give people the engaged people, those consolation prizes. So, I mean, to give them some credit, I do feel like these measures that they're adding are kind of having their cake and eat it too, you know, not turning away collectors while not just like nuking the entire system. Right. Like, don't we want it to be as popular as possible? Like, I'd much rather have 300,000 people waiting than 10,000. Like, especially for the high priced items ones, like that's a small pool that we're going to be selling to eventually. I just thought of an idea. Well, what if instead of a rebound pack, what if it was like literally a dapper, like um, clearance sale coupon, 15% off oh. a buy in the marketplace that dapper fronts the cost for. So now I miss out on my pack. There's a series one Steph Curry base moment I've been eyeing. It's $900, but they're going to give me 20% off of that. I can go get $180 off on that moment and engage with the marketplace. I love it. 
Someone Wait. said I was angling for the head of marketing for Dapper. There you go. There's another to one. To me, on that house. sounds like rent seeking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking, how do you incentivize people of like, we just all want packs, want packs. Incentivize people to go to the marketplace. No, yeah. I, I, that, I think that's, that's sharp. Yep. Be, yeah, you want to get them in there buying and selling. Um, and, and that that would that would add more buyers from the sell side. Right. It could be, and, and, and it's just more free money for us. Right. And I mean, the amount of money they're making, the amount they're making on these transactions, like it's it's a rounding error for them to give some of those those discount coupons. I think that's that's a great idea. Yeah. Some something and maybe do it. Go go hardcore for the first one. Like 50% off for whatever, a couple hours. The, the whole site would break, obviously. But like, yeah, yeah 50% off is too far. And you can't do like 50% off on the Cosmics. Or well, that's what, that's what they're saying. I mean, I, I assume, again, Dapper would probably take a hit on some of these to get those transactions flying. Again, just from a pure marketing perspective, obviously there would need to be a cap on it. But I'm telling you, it's it's not the worst idea. If If they did this, let's be selfish for a second here. Do you, do we start listing? So, oh, if like the market was coming in and now it was popping because everyone had their uh, yeah, their they, let's say they did twenty five percent off all marketplaces tomorrow from one to six. Do yeah. we go? Well, let's go a little crazy here and yeah, I mean it's hard to say right now because I think our I actually haven't even checked our cosmic low floors in a while. No, have you? <laughs> I haven't looked in a couple of weeks. Like, what's because, our Jokic? Um, I don't know. I didn't look. You want to yeah. look? We, neither of us have looked. Let's look because I'm actually curious. My right, internet's been up. a little sketchy, so will you pull it up? You want me to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought that might be me actually with the internet issue. I think it it's still like this streamyard issue. I my blame. Yeah. So. I guess the point I was going to make is depending on that is even if the, the market would have to rebound, I think a lot for us to start thinking about being a seller. But I mean, we've talked about this Jokic that we have and, you know, he, it appears he's going to get MVP, although I'm starting to hear some chatter that maybe he, uh, he won't, or people are pretty excited about Steph after some of his recent performances. Yeah. But I think the odds just went up for, for Jokic. Yeah. I think he's like minus 400 now. Please. Um, oh, ours went up. Don't don't even start with me on this, please. Oh, don't it, it went me. way up. Oh, you know why? It's because my and uh, uh, Pat's card. <laughs> what um, the Tatum? Yeah. So what am I doing here? Just Sharon? see what the low ask on the Jokic Cosmic is. Fifty-five. Okay, so that's that's honestly not Do even. Do you want me to that. share this with you or no? I believe you. Okay, Tatum's lowest ask. Take a guess. Well, you said it went up a ton. Um, yeah. What did you What did you guys buy it for? Too much, forty thousand. Uh, I don't know. I'll say the low ask is fifty five. Two hundred. <laughs> what? Chris Paul, low ask. Take a guess. Forty. Fifty nine 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 nine. How, how what's the deal with the Tatum? Just no one's selling? Uh, someone just being cute, probably. Yeah, I guess he might be the only one. I guess he's the only one out there. Wow. There you we go. We should list ours for 199999 Undercut on the dollar. 
Um, John Morant not looking too hot. Dude, his, the John like, Morant, I looked at that, his Series 1 base moment, that dunk. I mean, it it's down to 2,500. And it's interesting to see which one of those Series 1s. Like, some of them are holding value pretty well, but that jaw has been tanking. Yeah, I know. Um, my my Chris Bosch uh, play, <laughs> not my sharpest. Not my sharpest gamble of all time. Yeah, that although was... I have I have the two, so it's kind of hard to compare the bottom to the two. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So we get let's put a little bit of a bow on the top shot conversation, just because I do yeah. want to. I think we want to talk a little MMA to uh to wrap things up here. But yeah, yeah. and no offense to MBL. He doesn't, he doesn't take offense. He's been, he's been replying and engaging with, with everyone on that. I don't think he's coming from a position of my take is infallible. I think he wanted to get this idea out there and, and see what people thought. Well, he, he did DM me. He called me a beta cuck. (laughs) Well, that, that part is true. (laughs) And I was like, how, who told you? Yeah. All right. What are we talking about? So we had a we had a question in the Discord. We do have a big MMA card coming up. Um, someone in the chat was referencing you. You know, we always talk about MMA being our favorite sweat. I think I don't know if he was putting words in your mouth, but you said something perhaps about MMA still being one of the more profitable like edge sports for DFS. Does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, we were just yeah. This is when we were talking about the Pete's bankroll challenge idea. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. I, I was probably a little exaggerating. If you're smart and talented, don't play. If you're a big dummy, I welcome you. Um, you want you want so no rent seekers coming to scoop your MMA. No, anyone who beats me is a goddamn rent seeker. <laughs> <I'll> t- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, MMA. You could still, you could still, you could. You, I think you could still make some some cash on it. Pete, Pete's already given away all the goods, so I'll just repeat it. Is uh, what are the goods that I've given away? Uh, well, no one knew what a dupe was until you popularized <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Under don't dupe me, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that is probably one of the biggest edges there in MMA is just figuring out how not to get duped. Yeah. Simple as that. Like you could copy the content from whatever decent content provider and just try to figure out not how to how to not get duped. And you're looking all right. That's for the that's for the bigger GPPs. For the smaller ones, you're gonna you know you're not gonna want to go too crazy because there's gonna be and that that's part of it too. You have to figure out where your breaking points are depending on what you're playing in, what size of GPP you're playing in. So I think in general, right? Why why people don't think about dupes or don't think about being unique enough is because they get uneasy feeling how many underdogs or how many long shots they're putting in their lineup. They look at it and they're like, oh man, what are the odds that X actually hits as opposed to thinking what's my payoff if this hits? So I guess my question would be, and I know this is always a moving target, but like what kind of slate sample size do you need to realize your expected value if you are getting it in good slate after slate? Realize, realize, realize. Uh, (laughs) Is, uh, I mean, um, that that question is like almost impossible to answer because the game changes all the time. Yeah. And more people like learn how to play it better. And so like year after year, MMA is a little different because it's all like year long basically. 
but like the next baseball season, you know, you might be a loser when you were a winner the one before. And so you like just kind of kind of constantly have to update. But like I will say this, like if you aren't uncomfortable in the end, like in the NBA, if you're uncomfortable, you might want to switch some of those guys. In 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 the MMA, this is just a simple rule of thumb, gut, gut ball here. In in MMA, if you're not uncomfortable, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. Like some of my lineups, I'm like, this has no fucking chance. And then the guy who's 9% owned scores 120 points, somehow destroys this guy who is a heavy favorite. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I have a chance to win. So like yeah. last week I I was uh I, I had if Gossman wins, I win. Yeah. And I think I mean I just to, for people who aren't as familiar with MMA, there's just way more um uh volatility in the outcomes. I mean, you're literally one punch away from it's similar in football, like a touchdown is a very volatile thing that it's hard to predict. We can predict usage, but actually scoring touchdowns it plays on a lot of randomness. Whereas in NBA in highly iterative sports where there's lots of, you know, uh, samples within the game, um, there's less randomness and why the DFS points fall on more of a similar range for NBA players. So when the volatility actually, you should be willing to embrace the volatility way more in those types of sports than the others. And if, Steph Curry makes a three. You don't take three points away from Tatum. You know what I mean? So like right. if your guy beats the shit out of the other guy, the other guy's out. Like there's, he's not in the winning lineup. He had, you have to win basically base with, there are some crazy outcomes sometimes, but yeah. So like it's, it's bigger than the touchdown in, in NFL, like, because it's, it's more anti-fragile. Bigger. It's like not only are yeah. you benefiting in a big way, but your opponent is not benefiting in a big way. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you crushed it? I, I I haven't looked at any of this stuff. Have you run any of your numbers or Do anything? You want to guess? At, uh, uh, you're you're not a huge MMA guy, so it might be a waste of time. A guess at that line though. The the sports book. I, I mean, I'm I'm so out of MMA that when I see Usman, I think about the Top Shot community leader who just stepped down for uh for Top Shot. That's the Usman I know. Oh, he stepped down, huh? Um, uh, a little higher than I would have guessed. And I, I am a MMA expert. I don't know if you saw that. I bet Jake Paul over the weekend. Congratulations. I am. Um, that confirms me as an MMA thought leader. I think. Um, Usman is minus four twenty five. Four twenty five. Uh, yeah. Wow. The, okay. The over. The over under is uh, for rounds is four and a half rounds minus one eighty five over. Minus one eighty five. So okay. Yeah, like sixty percent of the time they're expecting it to go the distance. Okay. And then for and then Masvidal to lose by decision is the most likely outcome. Yeah, I didn't look at the props. Um, yeah. Just yet, but I'm, I'm assuming that's that's on there. Um. Yeah, so huge, huge favorite. That Usman guy is scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All these guys are scary, but man, that guy looks like he could beat some ass. Yeah. Well, and that's another consideration too, because uh, I th- I notice a lot of times in my MMA lineups, I like to play uh, contrarian. Sometimes I realize I'm playing too contrarian and that I don't often have the title fight in there, even though you're getting those two extra rounds, which allow for so many more points. And yet the ownership is generally reflected. And I would say those title fights are what put my MMA DFS GPP bro brain in a knot more than anything. I think now I guess the, 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 uh, 
the, the cat will be out of the bag here. I think people were calculating the new scoring changes in prop, uh, incorrectly when I was comparing things to like my numbers. Um, has that adjusted now that that's been out? I think, for people, I think people are starting to get it. And it also affects ownership too, because if you're basing your ownership on historical data, which I do and everyone else probably does too, it's it would favor strikers. So that like kind of has to even out because grapplers get grapplers are, they probably tweaked it just a touch too much towards grappling. And so if you get a five round grappler, Oh my God, like they just still rack up a ton of points. Um, so the last, I don't know, since the changes, essentially I get like a, almost a minimum of 95% of the, of the championship fighters now or more. Wow. Uh, I might've had one that was like 92%, but almost everyone has one, one of those guys in there. Wow. Look at you just giving it away. You're giving it away all for free. You ruined the edge already, you know, long <laughs> ago. <laughs> How have you been, have you been max entering most stuff for MMA? Are you in, in everything? No, just, yeah. I mean, I max enter the 150, and then sometimes they have an extra 150, the twenties. Um, I don't do like the single entry stuff because I'm, I'm trying to not do right. So yeah. My lamps wouldn't fit in there, and I don't. It's like a thousand dollars to first. Obviously, I would like a thousand dollars to first, but like it's a lot of extra work to like get in all those single entries and stuff, and I just don't do it. Um, You're playing on like super draft and stuff too, right? So it's a lot. I to... didn't do their MMA last week, I don't think, because the prize pool was pretty small. But this one's since this one's a uh, championship, it's probably a little bigger. Yeah, they got a cool structure. They got the captain with with multiplier. Yeah, there you go. Brian is um he's a rent seeker who won't get out of bed for a prize pool that's not more than a thousand dollars set up top. You got a super chat there, guy. I know shooter. He wants me to play uh Jorge. Oh, okay. You know, like I would um this is what we're talking about feeling uncomfortable in MMA. Yeah. Like I would not want to play a single Masvidal, but I guarantee after I'm done running everything. I'm going to have to just feel uncomfortable and have whatever 30% Masvidal. I, I mean, I don't know. I would guess, I would guess with this, these odds, he's kind of a big name. Are there, how many five rounders are there in here? Oh, there's, there's more three. than one. There's three. Okay. I thought they said three. So that, that should actually help the GPP streets a lot. That will change things. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, so uh, Shevchenko is minus 425 as well. And uh, Zhang, so they're two female fight fighters in the championship, is and then the Usman one. Okay, yeah, and women's fighters get like about two percent less on average ownership. Um, so it'll be interesting that they're championship fights, but women. Yeah, because all you people are sexist. Is that, that is the is the lady who's fighting the the Chinese lady? Is she the one from that Joanna epic fight from last January? You know, my MMA knowledge goes back about eight months from when we first started. <laughs> did we watch that one? Yeah. No, we didn't. I don't think did we? Yeah. No, it is. It's Wei Li Zhang. That was from the um. That was the epic one against Joanna. Oh um, right, Joanna. She's coming back too, right? Okay. Right? Yeah, so that, I I missed that. I'm not I'm not too much in the streets for the news, oh. but I just recognized the way Lee from that fight was absolutely epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's minus uh, two oh five. 
Okay. So they think it's more likely that the Masvidal Usman will go five rounds than the two women's fights, championship fights, which is surprising because they usually do go five rounds. They usually do go three. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, just from an ownership perspective, and I guess you got to knock on wood with how often these fights get scratched uh, leading up to it, but just having those three title fights from an ownership perspective should spread things out more. That's what I was just thinking. So like, I was going to say Masvidal will probably be like 30% owned, but now that there's two cha- other championship fights, how many fights we got? One, two, three, four, 13. He'll probably be 20. We'll see. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Are you talking about uh, my guy, Mike? Top shot takes? Are they rolling right now? Brian and I have been rolling Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., since before Mike Zakarian was even born. So, uh, wow, he's doing that to us. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Top shot takes over there. Um, no, there's lot, there's lots of streams going on now too. Uh, Pat has hopped on the underdog stream with, uh, Hayden and them there. There's all kinds of this stuff too. We were for even club top shot. People were like, you know, there's streams. And it's like, guys, there's a million fucking shows yeah. these days. Like there's only so many nights in the week. There's going to be overlap. We can't do anything about it. Yeah, and you put it on a podcast too, and like they could come back and listen to it later. And yes, or we, listen to it on their phone. We won't. We won't be offended. We won't be offended. I mean, I will, but I yeah. just for the record, I'll say I'm not. I offended. am unfollowing Mike right as we speak. <laughs> but other than that, there's the plan, Ryan. There's the plan. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, excited to uh, to get in the MMA streets here. Um, I don't know. Maybe if maybe if people are. Um, are feeling up for it. Maybe, maybe I create a little DK league on, on Lulz, some, uh in the Lulz channel. Maybe just a little uh, 20 man, 30 man MMA contest. We could all hop in. Could be fun. I, it. I still want, I know you're super busy, so we, we, we never, we don't have to do this. No pressure, but it still would be fun to do a uh, live stream commentary, MMA or something. Yeah. Bring some guys on, drink some beers, have some, make a league, do some gambling. Um, Matt says in my chat, Masvidal is only 6,800 this week. He's going to be the highest owned LOL. I don't know, Matt. I don't think so. I'm guessing 20, 25 minus four twenty-five is a pretty big favorite. Does Brian use projections from what I know? He kind of just shoots from the hip. He kind of looks at the slate and he just lets his gut, you know, just kind of take over. Right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes, Brian, or, or uh, he uses projections. He makes the projections. Uh, he's uh, he's a slave to the numbers. Yeah, I, I try to be within reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian is the projection. This is like <laughs> the uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, I am the one who knocks. <laughs> I am the sim. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we appreciate you uh, hanging out tonight, talking top shot talking MMA. Like I said, uh, we got fun housekeeping stuff. We got the Lowell's discord channel in the deposit kingdom discord. That link is down below. We have new merch. This logo you see up here, you can now get that on a shirt. You can get it on a long sleeve. You can get it on notebooks, magnets, uh, get your gear. So Brian and I don't have to wear Vegas Dave gear anymore. Um, we got our podcast. We updated the artwork. I mean, uh, any other housekeeping stuff I'm forgetting, Brian? No, I think that's everything. Uh, have pot up whatever in like an hour. Yeah. Please All right, guys. Like and subscribe. Um, be good to each other. And whatever you do, don't be a fucking rent seeker. <laughs>